When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holler at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. What's up, y'all? This your boy David with Blackwell Renaissance. And I'm here today to tell you guys about Anchor. If you haven't heard of Anchor, it's the best place to make a podcast. Anchor is a free app that has creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast straight from your phone. Anchor also distributes your podcast across all major platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many others. You can also make money on your podcast with Anchor with no minimum listenership. Anchor is everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So if you're looking to get started on your own podcast, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm. I woke up feeling wealthy today. My bank account might not agree, but hey, that shit on the way. Me and my niggas laying brick on top of brick till we straight. If you the type that play the victim, you can't come in my space. You know this game ain't for the weak, it's hard to carry this weight. I keep my balance through the ups and downs, I'm never gonna break. You feel the purpose in my spirit when you look in my face. Cause this ain't a second, I can waste something food on place. Fumbled the bag, I still ain't got that disappointment to shake. So now I'm trying to double up on every dollar I make. Money don't buy you happiness, it sure don't take it away. I'm smiling hard as hell, every time I step in the bank. We can't be making reckless moves, cause there's so much at stake When you got some shit to lose, your decisions gon' change Cause every action got a consequence, consider your ways Hardest thing to do in life is elevate through your pain I can relate to feeling like your life is stuck in the face Giving effort but results just keep remaining the same Have some patience with yourself, shit ain't as bad as you claim I seen the homeless nigga smile while he was standing in rain It's all about perspective Chillin', catchin' blessings And cryptocurrency been bustin' And I'm well invested She know that if she rock with me Then she gon' stay protected Cause even when this shit get hectic I ain't never stressin' I'm legend I woke up feeling wealthy today My bank account might not agree But hey, that shit on the way Me and my niggas layin' brick On top of brick till we straight If you the type that play the victim You can't come in my space You know this game ain't for the weak It's hard to carry this weight I keep my balance Through the ups and downs I'm never gon' break You feel the purpose in my spirit When you look in my face Cause this ain't a second I can waste I'm puttin' food on place yeah. Welcome everybody to another episode of the Black Wealth Renaissance Podcast. Your boy David Bellard, one fourth of the Black Wealth Renaissance crew. How do y'all doing, my fellas? How y'all doing, my co-hosts Jalen and Jay What up? What up? What up? It's your boy Jalen, man. Another quarter of the Black Wealth Renaissance Podcast. I am feeling great. It's a lovely Saturday. Like I said, I'm a little tired. I was working on late on some projects, making landing pages and stuff last night, but we here. We live. Yes, sir. Jared, how about you, my brother? What's good? What's good? It's your boy Jared, another fourth of the Black Wealth Renaissance, man. I'm feeling good today, man. Got some work done this week and some more work done this weekend. You know, just keep it going. Yeah. <laughs> but it's high energy, man. I'm ready to get on this pod. I'm ready to definitely cover a lot of interesting topics with our guests. You know, got to have those, those dope repeat guests. So yeah, let's get into it. Yes, sir. Yeah, we're about to have another great podcast today. Man, like you said, this is a guest that we have early on in the BWR podcast cycle. So we glad to have her back. 
to give really an update and just continue to educate. Uh, the first episode was legendary. The next one could be monumental, man. That's how I feel about it. Real quick, before I get to introducing the guests, though, uh, y'all check out our sponsor, Aspire Water, Black-owned pH balanced water. Good for your body, good for your mind, Aspire Water. Use the code BWR10, and you can get that water in the show notes or in our bio. Y'all just click that. Stop Man. buying them crunchy water bottles. Buy a water bottle that don't make no noise. <laughs> <laughs> and with that also, I want to ask that y'all leave y'all five-star ratings and reviews as always on the podcast. If you're a listener, new time, new listener, a long time listener, we just want to hear back from you. Let us know how, how y'all feel about the show. And it helps us with the algorithms and it helps us grow. So yeah, y'all do that for us. It's free. Yeah. Um, now, with that said, y'all, now I got to get into our guests, right? So on this episode, y'all, we have a great lady out of Maryland. She is a business credit coach and credit coach specialist, Miss Stephanie Lawrence. She is out there showing business owners how to get, using her funding for freedom program, she's showing business owners how to get up to $150,000 in funding while raising their personal credit score to an 800. Miss Stephanie, how are you doing? I am doing great, fellas. Thank you so much for having me here. It is so great to be back on the podcast with you guys. I love your energy. I love your education style. And we're here to just educate more entrepreneurs. Thank you so much for coming back. We appreciate it. I'm not going to lie. Whenever you had hit us up, because I it was a moment where you had like just went disappear. I was yeah, like, we, we what was looking for to, you? I was like, what happened to our girl, Stephanie, man? <laughs> she just disappeared into the Imperium. You hit us up with the, um, you did a rebrand and. I just want to say it's great to have, you know, your energy back on social media and just what you're doing and the information that you're giving. Thank you so much. It's much appreciated. You're welcome. Well, Stephanie, as always, for maybe everybody who didn't hear it, uh, we want to get it started how we normally do. Can you please give everyone a brief introduction to who you are and like what got you into the industry? Absolutely. So for those of you who don't know me, my name is Stephanie Lawrence. I'm a wealth strategist. And I help entrepreneurs establish business credit so they can double their buying power, maintain their cash flow, and increase their business growth. And so it's my mission to help you really improve your overall credit and your overall quality of life. So now it's been 14 years. The last time we talked, it was like 12, 13. Now it's 14 years ago that I got started in the credit industry. And it started with my own crappy credit. Okay. I know we all have been there. We're not educated about credit and financial literacy from a very young age. So after college, we go out into the world and we really don't know what we're doing. And I had just had my daughter. I was trying to buy a house. And that is when I learned about credit. Like, honestly, I got denied for the mortgage loan. And they were like, you have to get a co-signer or you just have to wait until your credit gets better. Your credit is a 535. And I'm like, what does that mean? I told you I work. I have, <laughs> I have my pay stubs. And they were like, well, that's not enough, you know? And so just being denied, that fueled me to learn mm -hmm. what was getting in the way, right? Like not just the denial. It was like, okay, well, what is this obstacle I have to overcome? And so that's when I started to research about, okay, what's on my credit? Why do I have a 535? What does this even mean, right? Because I had no idea. Honestly, I had no idea. And so when I started to Google and research what that stuff meant, I was like, okay, well, now let me do something about it. And so I started to work on it a little bit, but I was doing all the wrong things, like disputing online, right? Not seeing much results. And that's when I was like, okay. 
I'm doing something wrong. I want to improve it. Let me take it a step further. So I started to research how I could get into a training program or just get input from someone who had been in the industry who helps other people. So I found someone who had been in the industry for 23 years. So that to me, you know, meant a lot. Okay. They've been in the industry for 23 years. They trained. Right. And so, like I said, YouTube University and Google.com will get you to a certain point, right? But then it's up to you to really take it a step further if you really want to excel. And that's the point that I reached. I didn't want to just get one item removed. I didn't just want to see my score inch a little bit. I wanted to get the full potential of what was available to me. And so I knew I wanted to invest and get more knowledge And so that's what I did. I found a coach who had been in the industry for 23 years. They were located out in Arizona. And it was a little scary because I I didn't know them. You know, I'm like, I'm flying out to Arizona, never been there before. But it felt right. It was like, okay, this is what I need. It, It felt like this was the missing piece, right? And so I invested what was left in my savings, even reached out to my dad and was like, dad, can you help me out? Like, I really want to do this. And those are the things that you have to do. You have to sacrifice, you know, if it's something you really, really want. And that's what I did. I sacrificed what was left in my budget, reached out to my dad. He lent me the rest. And I flew out to Arizona and was coached on, you know, exactly what I needed to do to improve my own credit, as well as get into the business of credit repair. And that moment changed my life. You know, I came home, implemented everything I learned. Literally, I didn't even pack away my stuff. I came home, went straight to the computer and started implementing everything I learned, downloading all the documents, you know, just getting started right away. And what people need to understand is that success, results, everything follows fast action. Mm. And that's what I did. I didn't wait not one day because I was eager to get some results. And that's what I did. I raised my score 261 points in only four months. And that was just amazing to me. So I said, you know what? Let me ask my friends and family if they want some help. The worst they could say is no. And the worst that could happen is they're still in the same position, (laughs) right? So it was a risk and they were willing to, you know, try it. They started to see results and they would call me, oh, Steph, you know, a couple of things came off my credit. My score is going up. What'd you do? If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. I'm like, really? <laughs> okay, well, it worked for me. It worked for you. Let's try it again with somebody else. And just the happiness that they felt with those little bit of results was the moment that I felt joy. Mm-hmm. And that was the moment I knew that this is what I was supposed to be doing. I went to school for pre-med. Yeah. So My what God. were you doing? What were you working doing before that? At that time, I was a restaurant manager for three restaurants in DC. But yeah, I went to college for pre-med. I wanted to be a doctor. <laughs> wow. I feel that's crazy. That had that switch up come in. Yeah, I feel you. I yeah. definitely was in school for the same thing. And I was like, yeah, once again, back to going to back to school for that other stuff. I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. These student loans and all. Yes. Yeah. But, yeah, for me, so- it was the standing on my feet all day long. You know, it was like, I'm not quite sure that is really going to work for me. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. One thing I always love when you share your story, Stephanie, is like 
the fact that you had the humility to go and ask your father for help, right? Because whenever we we think about success in any lane, people think that they have to be self-made. Get it out the mud. I got to do it by myself. I got to do it all that. Can you talk a bit more about, like, what that process was like for you? Like, just having to do that? Because I know it took, it's a mental thing you got to go through to really get there with, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. But I firmly believe in helping others. Mm -hmm. And so I'm never afraid to, you know, reach out when I need help. And it was something that I really had a desire for. And I think when that desire is there, that's when you really reach out to tap into the resources, right? So we all get to a point where your back is up against the wall and you have to figure it out, right? And that was where I was. It was like, this training program is $6,250, right? I don't have $6,250 while trying to take care of my family, right? And so the desire was there though. It was like, I want to make it happen and I don't want to wait. I need to make it happen now. Mm -hmm. And so it was like, you know, dad, this is what I want to do, but the return is going to be so much greater. And so you'll be able to say, you know what, you were a part of that. You know, you helped really mold me to where I am today. And, you know, more than just thank you, you know, you're a part of it. So yes, it, it, it's a mental part of it. But like I said, it, if you want it bad enough, you're going to figure it out. Everyone is built that way. You know, when rent is due, when, you know, you're living paycheck to paycheck, what do we do? We figure it out, yeah. find a way. And so that was my way is to, you know, reach out to my father. And, you know, he's a great man. He believes in everything we do and he's always got our back. But it was just like that little portion I needed, you know, to, to make it a, a reality. And so I was super thankful for that opportunity. I did just want to ask a question because I, you know, kind of continuing with the story. So you, you know, you go to this program, you learn kind of some different tips and tactics, different things to like help you with your situation as well as some other people's situation. Do you mind disclosing maybe a little bit to the audience some of the stuff that you had to like overcome or get off of your report? Some of maybe the derogatory marks because you saying you came to a 535. I know a lot of people were probably wondering, like, how did she not know, you know, she had a 535 or what did you have to overcome to raise it that 200 and some points? Yes, 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 yes. I don't mind at all. So I had probably a mixture of everything on there. <laughs> there were collections. There was even an account I'd never even knew about. I was like, I don't even know what this is. I've never applied for it, never had it. But then again, when you go to college, they do throw a lot of offers at you. You know, like they're like, hey, you proof for this. You're proof for that. And at that time, you don't have a job. Well, I didn't. I didn't have a job at that time. So, you know, you're buying things for your friends in the dorm and you order food every night. And then, you know, you kind of forget that there's that bill. and you know, so certain things came from that. And then Express was popping at that point. So I had an Express card and, you know, shopping and, you know, buying clothes. And so there were collections. There were a couple of charge-offs. I did have a judgment. Like I said, it was a, a mixture of a lot of different things. One account I just didn't know about. And so that's what amounted to the 535. And then I didn't have a good mix of positive accounts. Again, because I wasn't in a stage to really take care of my credit. And I was very blind. I was very, very blind to even what credit was because obviously when I applied, I didn't know they were going to come back and tell me that. Or I didn't know it just wasn't good enough because I said I had a good paying job. So what's the problem? So I had a mixture of all those things. And so I had to, and when I did try online, 
you know, they give you very limited options to choose from. And it's just, hey, you know, do you not know this? You know, very limited options. And so the problem with that is that they're not doing a real investigation when you dispute online, right? They're just looking at your report, looking at what's in the database with the creditor. And if it lines up a little bit, they're like, okay, it's yours. Goodbye. Right. And so that's what happened when I first started. So it wasn't really getting any results that way. So I had to really go back to the drawing board and look at the strategies that I was taught and to really dive deep into the report and go through it and read it. And, you know, people have to understand their credit report. That's something that people don't know. You know, you've got to read it and really understand what everything means. And that's what really, really helped me to get those things removed. And then I had to build my credit. It was like a baby just learning how to walk. I had to start over and really build my credit profile. So that's what I focused on as well because I didn't have enough positive accounts. So I had to really build it up and take care of it, right? So it's like, you know, hey, um, forgive me for my past, right? Extend me some credit and then I'll show you and prove to you that I'm credit worthy and trustworthy. Mm, I'm glad that you brought that up because I feel like that's how a lot of people do feel. You know, I didn't done, I messed up so much in the past. How will I ever get approved again? I've been going to this person, that person, and I constantly keep on getting denied for the credit. So how do I even get, get like a lot of people feel like they're trapped that they can't even move forward. And I kind of want to talk about some of the collections and things of that nature. Did you have to pay off your collections, pay down those old debts that you had on your report? I'm glad that you actually said that because that was a mistake that I actually made. And so paying them off, so I did try that with a couple of them, but paying them off doesn't do anything. And I didn't know that, right? So paying them off, it just shows that now it's a zero balance. But anyone who's looking at your credit report still can see that at some point you were late on that account. At Mm -hmm. some point it was so late that it went to collections. So you don't even want that to be visible. Mm -hmm. So even though it shows the zero balance now, you're not showing them that you're trustworthy, that you're credit worthy. The scoring model is telling them, if I extend you credit, what is the likelihood that you're going to be late within 90 days? So if they see that collection that happened two, three, four years ago, they're going to think that that's going to happen again because Mm -hmm. it's still visible. So that was a mistake I made. So you shouldn't just go out there and pay these collections, right? Because it still shows up on your credit. Mm -hmm. So what's the way that you overcome that? Do you just hit them up and be like, hey, y'all, I'm working on my credit. I can pay y'all a little So in that case, you have to do something called debt validation. So you've got to reach out to them. So it's like, Jalen, I owe you money, right? Mm-hmm. So David can't come knocking on my door and saying, Stephanie, give me $500 because Jalen told me that you owe him money, but I'm here to collect. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't know you, David. I borrowed money from Jalen. So why are you? Yeah, why are you doing my Facebook? Yeah. Right. Like, what are we doing here? How I know this ain't no scam type shit. How do I know it's not a scam? And so you piled up all this interest and all these other fees, and you come knocking at my door saying, I owe you, but my contract is with Jalen. So why should I pay you anything? So that's a whole thing as well. So what you do is you call the debt collector and ask for debt validation. Like you got to prove to me that this is valid, Mm -hmm. right? And so that is the route you should take 
when collectors reach out to you. And there's so many other things, tactics that they do that are illegal that you want to be aware of. You know, the times that they call you, sometimes they have you on robocall and they're just blowing up your phone over and over and over again. They should not be doing that. Mm -hmm. So you really can, you know, report that and make complaints and file, you know, for violations and really get paid for damages. Really? Them consumer protection laws, man. Yep. What's the name of the law? Fair Debt Collection Practices Act. Fair Debt Collection Practices Act. people like So, Stephanie, whenever you said one of the mistakes you made was paying them off, but from my understanding, whenever you pay these off, right, you can pay for a deletion, right? Instead of just giving them money, you can pay to have them deleted from your record, so, right? You can. So what that is, is no longer a negotiation or a settlement. So if you're trying to get a pay for delete, you have to pay the amount in full. And you have mm-hmm. to ask for the deletion up front. So settlement, if like you want to pay a lesser amount, it's not going to be deleted. You have to pay it in full to get that deletion. And you have to ask for the deletion up front and get it in writing. Because a lot of them will say, yeah, 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 we'll delete it. You know, no worries. Just, you know, give us the credit card information over the phone. No, you want to get confirmation that it will be removed from your credit report in writing. And then you send them a money order or cashier's check and pay it off. But you don't want to just give them your credit card information over the phone and just take their word for it because they will say anything. And when you say in writing, that email account as well, like anything to paper trail. Paper trail. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I usually write the letter myself and then have them sign it. <laughs> so, you know, there's no gray area. Mm-hmm. Cause I know like, yeah, that's how they'll play the games with it. Cause you just said like online disputing is an error. Maybe saying that, oh, email doesn't count the same as an actual physical written letter. Yeah, they'll, sure say anything. yeah they'll say anything. And so you don't want to try because a lot of them have even threatened jail time, threatened garnishing your, like all type of things that they can't even do. Like, they're aggressive. They're very aggressive and they cannot say those things. They can't even call your job and they will, you know, they'll call your workplace and they can't do that. And they can't disclose what they're calling about. But I've had a friend who that happened to, they called like a cousin of hers and, you know, was saying that they're looking for her and things like that. And they cannot do mm. that. Yeah. <laughs> I was just about to say, they acting like the mob, man. The yeah. Them niggas some gangsters, man. Exactly. <laughs> But see, since they're not monitored, you know, they they do those things. But it's up to us as consumers to take action. Like, we have to protect ourselves, Mm -hmm. right? We have to step up and say, this is not right. You're harassing me, you know? So if we don't say anything, they're going to continue to do what they do. But we have to know, we have to have the knowledge that it's wrong, right? One. And then two, step up and take action and do something about it. So that's why you got to get up and write your own letters. That's why you have to get up and call them and say, you know, you're harassing me. Do not call my phone. Send me a letter, right? Mm-hmm. Don't say cease and desist because then they'll sue you. <laughs> but you can just have them communicate with you in writing. But do not call my phone anymore. You're harassing me and I do not appreciate it. So you can be polite. You don't have to be mm-hmm. rude, but let them know, you know, I do not appreciate the hundreds of phone calls. Please discontinue calling me. And you can write me in the mail. And that's well within my legal rights. And that's well within my legal rights. I love that. So, Stephanie, the next question I have for you was like, so you built up, you said you have to address the old and negative things, right? But to build up and get that 246 points in four months, you have to do things to build up positive credit, too. So can you share some of the things that you did to, like, help build positive credit? 
Sure, absolutely. So one of the very first things I did was invest in a secure credit card. So kind of like what Jalen mentioned earlier, is like you're kind of stuck in a catch-22. You're trying to rebuild, but no one will approve you for credit. So you're like, okay, what am I supposed to do? You mm -hmm. won't, you know, trust me again. So secure cards are kind of the gateway to rebuild your credit again, right? So even though you're putting down a deposit, so the way that it works is that you're putting down a deposit, right, to obtain the credit card with the bank, but that deposit is equal to your limit. So now they're not losing out on anything by extending you the credit card because it's your money that's securing it, right? And so that is a mega, mega, mega way to start rebuilding your credit. And that's what I did. I invested in a couple of secure cards so that I can show, hey, I'm more responsible now. I am ready to rebuild. Please trust me again. I am ready to actually show you that I can handle my finances better. And there are quite a few cards that do extend you those secure credit cards. So Capital One is really big with helping people rebuild their credit. Discover Secure Card is really good with helping you rebuild your credit. So investing back into yourself, because like Yella said, you know, they're not going to trust you just by giving you something unsecured, you know, you got to prove yourself. And so a secure card was one of the ways I did that. Another thing I did was I reached out to add myself as an authorized user to my parents' accounts because they had credit for an extended period of time. And I was able to jump and piggy, what they call it, piggybacking, right? Mm -hmm. So I was able to piggyback off of their credit and kind of get that payment history added to mine. And so that quick, that's the fastest way. If you want the fastest way to boost your score, it's that right there. Being added as an authorized user to someone who has great credit, great payment history, they're never late, their balances are kept low all the time. So you want to reach out to someone responsible, right? Mm -hmm. Not the homie who like, you know, shops all the time, right? Mm -hmm. You need to, to reach out to somebody with a house. <laughs> that too. Well, some, well, not everybody with a house is responsible, but someone who is responsible, right? With their credit. Like they're not running it up every month. They pay their bills on time. The balance is low every single month, not just one month, but every single month. That's how you would get the benefit. If they run it up, that's going to hit your credit too, right? So if they max out their card, it does nothing for you. So a lot of people ask me, oh, well, can I use this person's card? And I'm like, okay, well, what's their balance? What's their payment history? Like, well, they pay it on time every month. Okay, what's their balance? <laughs> oh, well, it's 90% of the limit. No, that doesn't help you, oh, right? So that's not beneficial. So you want to reach out to the right person. So someone who is extremely responsible and you let them know, hey, there's no damage to your credit here. You're not co-signing anything. Don't even give me the card. Like, I don't need the card to make any purchases. I just need the benefit of the payment history. So usually I write letters for clients and explain it to, you know, the person who's going to be doing it and just letting them know, like, look, this is no <laughs> harm to your credit. There's no inquiry. There's nothing they can do. Just don't give them the card. You can shred it when it comes in the mail. Like you don't have to give them access to the card, but, you know, help them out. So a lot of my clients, you know, reach out to me like, can you write my mom a letter? <laughs> I'm like, sure. <laughs> so, yeah, as long as you're reaching out to someone responsible, then it is a huge benefit. So those two things right there is what skyrocketed my score tremendously and very quickly. I think that's so dope that like you go through and you're willing to write those letters for people. You're willing to explain that to people because a lot of like even with the stuff that you said before. As far as the collectors coming and saying stuff that they can't say or doing stuff that they can't do, 
a lot of it boils down on our part to just ignorance. Just we don't know. You know what I mean? So it's really great that you're going through and educating the people as well as helping them with their credit. Because on the other side of the fence, for anybody who listens to the podcast regularly, we've heard many guests talk about how people will have their kids as authorized users in other communities just to help build their credit from the jump. So on our side, we're having to communicate to people that know this isn't a cosign. On the other side, people are already doing this for an advantage. Like, it's great that we're getting that knowledge into the community because it's much needed. Absolutely. Absolutely. And start early. You know, you can start your kids out at like 13, 13, 14. So by the time they graduate from high school, they can graduate. They can buy a house. Yeah, they can graduate with a 700 credit score. What better gift is that? Come on yeah, now. Like, gift. Forget, forget all the other gifts. Gradu- let them graduate with a 700 plus credit score so that they can go out prepared, mm-hmm. right? Prepared to do the things that they, you know, can really capitalize off of. So, you know, that's something that we can definitely take advantage of and help our children out from a very early age. <laughs> education and the, the tools to actually succeed. And I got a question with the secure cards. So what if there's a person, they had a card with one of those secure card companies, mm-hmm. what would their solution be? Can they go back and try to get a secure card through them? Or Don't do that. <laughs> no, I'm so like, say they had a card prior to with Capital One right. and it wasn't a secure card. Right. But they're trying to build their credit. They went back and to they, Capital One. And they're trying to go through their secure card program. Do not go back to them because they're going to deny you. Okay. Don't do that. All right. Does that ex that hate your ass. (laughs) Right. Your name is in the system. Okay. No. No. Do not answer. (laughs) Don't give them no credit. No. Right. Come on now. We can't do that now. So there are so many companies out there, but what you want to do is use Credit Builder. So Credit Mm -hmm. Builder is a great option because you're going to get approved, right? And so that is the alternative. So if you messed up with Capital One before, I highly recommend going through Credit Builder because everyone gets approved. Obviously you have to have a bank account and things like that and be a certain age, but Credit Builder will definitely approve you for a secure credit card. So that is the number one option that I give most of my clients who are either just starting out or trying to rebuild because you're gonna get approved. Yes. Thank you, ma'am. I yeah, appreciate that. Because I was going to ask about uh, what's the one, the most popular one I'm hearing about now? Self, I think, is the one I'm so hearing a lot of. Self-Lender is awesome. So Self-Lender is a little bit different. It's an installment loan. So it's a secured installment ah, loan. And why okay. it's awesome is because <clears throat> it's not based on your credit score. You're going to get approved, right? There's no credit inquiry. So remember, we want to limit our credit inquiries as well. So Self is going to mm-hmm. approve you. And it's an installment loan. So remember, you want a variety of different types of credit that makes up your Mm -hmm. credit profile. So you only just want revolving credit cards, okay? Mm -hmm. You want to have a mixture. And so self is an installment loan. So if you don't have any student loans or personal loans or auto loans or anything like that, self is a great option because it's another installment loan that you can get and you make payments on it. So you can pick your monthly payment. Right. So if you want to do the $500 plan, the $1,000 plan, you pick your monthly payment and you pay that on time. And over a few payments, you'll start to see your score rise. So it's a great, great option. I'm so glad they came out with the product. And a lot of my clients use it to improve their personal credit scores. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. 
Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Thank you for sharing that as well. Yeah. I got one more question for the consumer credit. Yeah, this is the last thing. So say you got a person who maybe they finance something and they realize, you know what, I'm in over my head. A person that just graduated college, go buy a brand new car, something like that. They're like, I might just let it go. Or they get a car repoed or something like that. What's their way to kind of overcome mm-hmm. that? That's a good question. So what a lot of people do not know is that there's a lot that goes into the repossession law. So you've got to read the repossession laws in your state to see what they can and cannot do. So did they give you an opportunity to buy it back before they uh, put it as a charge off on your credit? That's something that needs to be, you know, figured out. Right. So there's a lot of things that go into the repossession law. So if you study the repossession laws or even just read it to see what's allowed and not allowed in your state, you can get that repo off of your credit report. Mm -hmm. So that there's a lot of workarounds with repossessions because a lot of them do not follow (laughs) the law. They just, you know, like, (laughs) yep, yep. And then put it on you and slap it on your credit. But there are a lot of stipulations within the repossession laws in every state, and they vary. So you would have to read it for your state. But mm-hmm. there's a lot of stipulations in there of things that they're supposed to do and follow before it's just slapped on your credit. So you've got to look into those things, and there's workarounds to get that removed from your credit report through the repossession laws. So what if they got the car before they were financially responsible? They were irresponsible. And then they're like, you know what? Man, this car is killing me. I want to get rid of it. It, would that be like a force or a self-repossession? Voluntary. So voluntary and voluntary repossession show up the same way on your credit. It hurts it the same exact way. So even though it says voluntary, it doesn't matter. <laughs> so a creditor and lender is going to view it the same exact way. So it's not any better than an involuntary repossession. I got you. And whenever you say some of those illegal practices that they do, you're talking about like that lizard lick tone <laughs> stuff like you just... They just pulled up on you. You come outside. That shit was fake as hell. Man. I'm just saying, like, you come outside in the car going like Bernice fell off a two story building. Most of them, no, most of them, you know, call you and, and let you know. Most of them do, but I'm saying, as far as after the car is repoed, there are things that need to happen okay. before it's just placed on your credit. So, like I said. I got you. Yeah. So letting you know what it sold for, you know, giving you the opportunity to buy it back before they sell it. Things like that are within the repossession laws in each state that need to be, you know, reviewed. So, you know, consumers, y'all got to wake up and you got to take action. You know, you've got to protect your credit. You've got to protect, you know, your rights. And so if you don't stand up for yourself, who else is going to? So they're going to do what they want to do because you don't know any better. That's it. But if you know a little something and you only need to know a little bit you don't need to know everything but you know a little bit go and research and then say oh wait they didn't do this write the credit bureaus let them know and then also write to the company people don't know that you have the right to actually dispute with the original creditor not just the credit bureaus right there are laws that allow you to dispute directly with the original creditors ask them for a full billing statement does it match what's on your credit report right so you've got to be able to stand up and take action and protect yourself. I got one more question. So look, I purchased <laughs> my truck maybe two years ago and they put the wrong name on my stuff. They spelled my name incorrectly. 
Is that oh, like on what on your paperwork? Mm-hmm. Okay. And I told them a few times. I was like, "Yo, this is not how my name is spelled." Right. Would that be considered a discrepancy that like you could address. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Because I had a client who did that too. Like on their collection letter, it was the name was spelled completely wrong. Because who's to say that that's not somebody else, right? Yeah, they got to prove that. Got to prove that. I'm not. I'm not so and so. My name is spelled this way, so I don't know who that is. And that's how different names show up on your credit report. And then if somebody else who does have that name, their information gets merged into your credit report, and then you may see things that don't even belong to you. It happens all the time. So that's why you want to go through your credit report and look at those aliases that are on there and get rid of those because they could be tied to things that don't belong to you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's something you definitely want to, you know, address. I'm going to snoop and look into some stuff. Yeah. This has been a quick consumer credit masterclass. Yeah. (laughs) It really has. It really has. (laughs) Every time Stephanie comes, she just comes lacing y'all with the game. Bars. Now now we got to get into the business credit side of things. Yes. I want to know, so like, okay, in your journey, you started off, you just started helping out your friends and family. Uh, You grew and realized you had a business on your hands. When did you start dealing with business credit? I started delving in. So I got trained as well a few years after I started my personal credit business. And then I shifted into offering the service and helping business owners, I would say about six years ago. And so what I found was that business owners were more serious Mm -hmm. about, you know, their credit and their finances and being able to accomplish their goals. And so I was like, oh, okay, these people listen, they're serious, (laughs) action takers. I'm going to help these people. (laughs) So that's um, where the shift happened when, because, you know, they always tell you, pay attention to your best clients, right? Pay attention to your best clients and then see how you can get more of those clients. So when I noticed that my best performing clients were all business owners, I had to look into that further. So I said, okay, why is this client doing so well? Why is their score improving so quickly? And they're doing everything I'm asking of them with no hesitation and they're getting the best results, right? Because you, you, I mean, you don't want to run your business and nobody's getting results. I mean, like, then what's the point, right? So I had to look into that. All my coaches kept saying, okay, what are your best clients? Look at their profile. What is repeated, you know? And that's when I saw, okay, oh, they're all in this industry. They're all business owners. You know, they all do this or most of them. So I was like, okay. Let me go back and try to get more of those clients. And that's when I said, okay, this is my target audience. These are the people that listen. They're action takers. They, they want it bad enough mm-hmm. that they're willing to do what it takes. Mm. And I like that. And I kind of want to go into the differences between business credit and personal credit, just for those who are unfamiliar and some of the advantages of business credit as well. Yeah. So the main difference with business credit is that it's credit built in your business name and it's attached to your EIN number. So your EIN number is like your identification number for your business, like your social for your business. Right. And so it's all attached to your EIN number. And some benefits is that you are separating your personal finances from your business finances, which is so hard for people to do. Right. You know, yeah. you have you like business. commingling them funds. You commingling your funds. You know, you, you got the debit card swiping everywhere. And, you know, it's so hard to do. 
But when you're building business credit, it kind of helps you really, really separate everything. And then it gives you some protection as well, protect your personal assets. So you don't want, you know, something happens with the business because not every business is successful, right? So if the business were to go down, you don't want them to say, hey, we're coming after your house or we're coming after your car, right? Your personal assets, you know, so you want those things to be protected that you work so hard for. And just because the business didn't work, now your personal assets are at risk, right? So that, that's another reason why you want to separate everything and actually stop treating your business as a hobby, right? Take it seriously and get it incorporated and definitely, definitely, you know, separate it from your personal. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you, you, and you get 10 times higher the credit limits with your business, you know, they want to see businesses thrive, right? So they're more apt to give you more funding when you have a business. Your limits are higher, your rates are lower, your insurance rates are lower. So you get a better advantage, you know, with a business. As you can see, many business owners get so many breaks, you know, tax advantages and things like that. But, you know, you want to operate as a sole provider, you know? (laughs) Yeah, so there's a lot of benefits to building business credit you know, personal credit is great. Like I said, I like for all of my business owners to be credit healthy overall. Everything in this society is run by credit wherever you turn. So you want to be credit healthy and wealthy overall, personal as well as business. Because when you go to get things for your business, what we don't know is that they are researching your business credit profile. They're not going to tell you, but they are. They're looking at your social media. They're looking at your website. They're Googling to see what comes up, right? Yes, they they will. They will. And then you can't really get around it because like it's going to come up. Your digital footprint is going to come up. You want to have an online presence so that they're not trying to figure out what it is that you do from, you know, one review here or one post here, right? You want it to be known specifically what it is that you do. So they're not piecing it together and throw you in a high risk industry or a restricted industry and you can't get funding. So you want to have an online presence that tells them, hey, this is what I do. This is a service I provide. And this is how consumers can find me. That part is very important. Very, very important. So you definitely want to be building both. And you can do it at the same time. A lot of people are like, oh, well, you know, I want to build business credit, but I I need to wait until, you know, my personal credit is here. No, you're building business credit outside of your personal credit, but you can work on both at the same time. Right. So that's what I recommend is that you are credit healthy and you build both at the same time. And I'm glad because you were one of the first people to tell us about the independent way you can build business credit. And I definitely suggest everybody to go listen to 10 ways to become lendable. I'm not going to make you go. Yeah, I'm not going to make you go through the whole uh, seven ways. Seven steps. My fault. My fault. Seven steps to becoming lendable. But yeah, y'all definitely go listen to that because she dropped a lot of gems just for the compliance and the things that you need to actually have to set up and get your business credit rolling. Mm-hmm. And on today's episode, I kind of want to talk about some of the stuff because since we recorded the episode, business credit has become very popularized and everything like that. And um, we know that, you know, we put this information out for people to use it for good. But at the same time, there are some people who want to use it for bad. So I kind of want to get into what's the difference between, you know, actually building business credit for good and then borderline fraudulent activities. Well, what I say to everyone is that I teach it with integrity. So mm-hmm. I don't 
will teach it for you guys to build business credit with no intentions of paying it back, right? You know, you want to build it so that you have leverage. You want to build it so you have a safety net and cushion, right? That's what it's for. So it helps you if you need, you know, an advertising and marketing budget to hire more staff, to purchase equipment, you know, expand your fleet. You know, there's so many things that you can do with it. So it's not about just, you know, running it up and saying, oh, because I'm protected by an LLC, I'm not going to pay it back. Right. So, you know, it's always about having integrity and building it for a specific person. Every Fortune 500 company or successful company in the USA has a business credit program. Do they need all of those trade lines to run their business? No, but they know and they've learned how to leverage it to grow their company. Mm. Right. Because if I wanted to buy another business, I can go and research their business credit profile, see how well they paid their bills, see who else they do business with and decide if I want to do business with them or not. Mm -hmm. But if they didn't have any business credit, I wouldn't know how to evaluate them. So I probably wouldn't want to work with them Mm. or vice versa. So that's why establishing a business credit profile is so important because you never know what level you're going to get to. And then if you want to collaborate or, you know, merge and work with someone else or someone else wants to buy your company, that information is very important and it's public record. So it's public knowledge. Yeah, so I, I'm I, now you got me interested. Where can people go to find this information? Is it just hosted on Duns and Bradstreet? Like anybody can look through it there? Or like, where do they go? Yeah, you can go to dmb.com, research the profile. If you know the name of the business and the address, you can look it up. Yep. That's crazy. I did not know all that was public information. Yeah, that's why we say use virtual office addresses because it's public record, right? So your home would show up if you're using your home address, right? So everything is public knowledge when it comes to your business credit, right? So we could go pull up Walmart's business credit profile and see the 300 vendors and and, (laughs) and creditors that they work with. Mm. And we can see, yeah, so... It's public record. That's the reason why we say use a virtual office or an actual physical office address because it is public knowledge and you want that that bit of privacy. Hmm, that's dope. Don't want people pulling up at your personal reverence behind. I'm telling you, well, I know I don't. So <laughs> I don't know about anyone else. My career, we got some problems. Yeah. Some people are okay with it. I'm not. So, you know, I have that layer of protection. So that's what I advise, you know, my students to do. And it's dope on an entrepreneur tip that you can kind of look at these because then it gives you almost a little insight into how some of these major corporations and people are playing the game. Actually, you go by industry and you're in a certain industry. You can be like, okay, this is how they're doing it. They're doing it. Oh, this is replicated. So they show like the information like on the lender they used and everything. So in business credit, it's not as specified as personal credit. Mm -hmm. So they're labeled like packaging company or business monthly service. Yeah, they, they list it differently, but you'll see their payment habits, their payment trends and things like that. So was it on time? Was it 30 days late? How much did they spend? You know, things like that. So you can see kind of basic information. The only thing they don't do is give the actual company name. Like you would have, yeah. Okay. And with business credit, right? I know on the the consumer side, right? There's FICO, Fair Isaac Company, a corporation, whatever the name is. Who is that on the business side, right? Because Duns and Bradstreet does all the monitoring, but is they the ones keep the score as well? No, so there's actually more than one monitoring. So okay, 
so just like personal credit, FICO is just the majorly used one, right? Huh. I'm in one that most lenders use, but there's over a hundred scoring models with consumer. Yes. What? Over a hundred different scoring models in consumer credit. So I know for sure FICO advantage, but I didn't know. Yeah. So the credit bureaus develop advantage to give FICO competition, right? But there are over a hundred scoring models. So if you went to an insurance company, your score will be different because they use a different scoring model. If you went to go get an apartment, your score would be different because they use a different scoring model. They don't heavily weight certain things that, you know, Mm -hmm. someone else would. You go to get a car, your score would be different, right? So there's different scoring models for almost every industry. You go to a credit union, your score would be different, right? They all use a different scoring model. So there's over a hundred scoring models. It's just FICO is the most competitive and the most widely used. So same thing in the business credit world. There's a lot of different credit bureaus in business credit. Everybody pays attention to Dun & Bradstreet. It's the largest, but it's not the only one. Mm. So Dun & Bradstreet is the largest business credit bureau. They use the score called the Paydex score, but Experian Commercial has a business credit score as well. It's called Experian IntelliScore Plus, right? Equifax has like five different scores alone, right? There's Credit Safe, there's Ansonia. So different industries have a different business credit bureau. So the restaurant industry has a separate bureau. You know, different industries have a business credit bureau. So there's different scores when it comes to business credit as well. Dun & Bradstreet is just the largest. And a lot of people look at the Paydex score, mm-hmm. but you have the Small Business Financial Exchange, right? You have the FICO SBSS, which is used by the SBA. So if you wanted to get an SBA loan, they look at your FICO SBSS score. So there's a lot of scores out there that you want to pay. That's why you want to build a strong business credit profile overall. You're not just paying attention to one bureau and one score, right? Do business with various vendors, various creditors, various lenders that report to everywhere so that you can build a strong business credit profile. So there's various scores. Got you. Okay. So with these profiles, I guess the score that you should be looking for is depending on whatever lender that you're trying to go through, right? Yeah. But you want strong scores overall as well. So DMV, like your paydex score should be an 80 just overall, because a lot of people look at your, your paydex score, right? Experian is heavily evaluated as well for different opportunities. So you want to build an experience score as well. So yeah, you do want to do a variety of business with places or vendors and creditors who report to multiple bureaus. Some places only report to one, some report to two, some report to three, some report to four. So that's the inside knowledge that, you know, most people don't have that we've already done the research on. So, you know, if you wanted to know what places report to certain bureaus, you know, you want to get into the course, you know, you want to get all that inside information that we've already done years and years of research on. So you don't have to guess and try to figure it out. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I say when you're applying for accounts, you want to see who reports to as many bureaus as possible to build up that business credit profile. Unless you just really like that vendor and you want to do business with them, then that's fine too. But yeah, you want to build a variety of, of your, your business credit profile. So you want to build up all of it. Mm-hmm. So Stephanie, now you kind of touched on the course, right? So you mm-hmm. teach people how to get up to $150,000 of funding for their business. Can we get into some of that? Like, how did that come about? Um, what type of information do people really need to understand that? Because, like, it's easy to go start a business credit profile, but how do you get that to get that up to 150K, you know? So it's going to be a mixture of the credit that you're applying for. So 
you know, people who are in like real estate and trucking, you know, you do business with places like Home Depot regularly, Lowe's regularly, you're driving everywhere. So those fleet cards come in handy. So, and get again, right. Auto repair, maintenance, right. So you're already doing business with these companies. So why not establish a line of credit with those companies and build up your, so that's how you're getting access to all of this, these lines of credit and this business credit, because you're already doing business with them, but you're not using it as far as your business credit goes. You're just throwing away cash. Right. And so we show them how to actually build a credit profile with these places that they're already doing business with and also use their business revenue to get access to lines of credit and funding. Yeah, it's not hard. Mm -hmm. Just a step by step process, like literally. So if you skip a step, you're going to get denied. And then Mm -hmm. you're going to say, well, why didn't it work, Stephanie? Or it doesn't work, Stephanie. And I'm like, well, you didn't listen because you skipped a step. So, you know, the foundation is very important. I think we've gone over that. How many times, guys? On our, yeah. we've gone over, we did plenty of lives about it. The, the last podcast was about it. But the foundation is very important because if your foundation is right and you build your 80 paybacks score, you don't have to have a lot of trade lines to do that. You can go get a vehicle in your business name. No yeah. personal guarantee. Doesn't show up on your personal credit. So it's not affecting you if you want to go buy a house. Not affecting you if you want to go invest in properties, right? So that's another benefit. Mm-hmm. Those things in your business name so that you don't have that large car loan on your personal credit that's affecting your DTI ratio, mm-hmm. that's preventing you from accomplishing the goals you want to do personally. But yeah, it's simple, but it's just a step-by-step process. I want to ask for anybody that wants to know that process, right? You have your course, The Money Vault, right? Yep, The Money Vault. How could they get that course right there? And can we do something a little special for the BWR listeners to like for anybody Absolutely. that wants to go through that? of course we could do anything special for the bwr community i appreciate that's that. love yeah that's love yeah. so what our code is bwr right the code is bwr so if you want to enroll in the money vault course for 200 dollars off use code bwr and guys you are learning everything about business credit i don't hold anything back when i was learning it i ran into roadblocks all the time and then i used to get a lot of complaints about you know, just wanting more like a handheld touch. And that's how I created the course. You will learn it in a way where you would be able to help your friend, help a coworker, help another business owner, you know, right. And bring them along the journey. And so you're learning everything from the basics to how to get, you know, your lines of credit, your funding, your loans, and, you know, purchase a vehicle in your business name, putting it on Turo, making passive income. You're getting the step-by-step play for that. Like all of that is in the course. Like, Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. Or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. 
It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. I don't hold anything back. And so $200 off for something that you can acquire 100K in business credit and make passive income. Kind of a no brainer. Y'all better tap in, man. (laughs) Y'all better tap in. Man, we had a link in the show, the show notes. notes. Yeah, yeah. we'll put that down in the show notes for y'all. Y'all better take advantage of that. Man, Steph, you blessing up. People don't, yeah. they be like, yeah, y'all get 10% off. You yeah, know what I'm saying? And she said $200. Hey, man, y'all better tap in. That's all I can say. <laughs> go buy it just for the hell of it. <laughs> hey, look, I'm about to go buy it myself. Don't me for all two, for two of us. Just buy it through the business. Yeah, you be smart, work smarter, not harder. We got to get our fleet expanded, and business credit is the wave. Yes, so and it's like once you get your first one, it's so much easier to go back. So there's like particular dealerships that you can go to that offer no PG. Like you literally, I'm telling you, you can literally. Hold on, I'm telling you. You literally dealership. She ain't say the lender. She said a dealership. Uh Hmm. She got that sauce. Y'all want that list? It's in the course. <laughs> I'm just telling y'all, y'all. I just want the members of BWR. Y'all see that charge for that course? Mind your business. <laughs> <laughs> hey, as long as as long as you send me over the password so I can get in there too, I'm gonna mind my business. It's <laughs> gonna be in our stupid spot, man. You know how to find it. Yeah, so you literally can go. Talk about that too much. That's what I said. The secret spot, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I give you the list of where you can go, no PG, and get a vehicle in your business name and, you know, expand your fleet. And like I said, after you get your first one, you know, it's easier to get your second and your third because they've already seen that you've gotten your first loan. So it's easier to go back and say, okay, today I want to. We cashed out on our first one, but it's been making hella money for us. So I think we're you just got to show them that cash flow, man. That yeah, like, but the thing, so I'm telling you, y'all need to be in a course. I told you. Oh, I said there are some tips that don't even ask for documents. So you can literally, oh. Come on, not, not, you said not even ask for documents? Mm-hmm. So you can purchase your view in your business name by giving them your EIN number, your company name. They run your business credit profile. And they let you know what your terms are. Right. I had a client that just got a dodge from like two weeks ago. Come on, man. We need that BWR van, y'all. The, the rap van. <laughs> yeah, the man. Tour. We going on the BWR tour. Just wait. Y'all heard it on the podcast first. We talking with Stephanie right now. The tour is coming with that. The BWR business credit funded tour. We got to show the people how we get it going. For sure. I'm going to put Yes, that would be awesome. <laughs> I'm not putting Dozen Bradstreet on the rap. It's going to be BWR. They don't get no free promo around this hoe. It's a lot smaller, less sticker, man. Nope. They funding it. No free promo around this hoe. But, Stephanie, another thing I wanted to get into was, was you rebranding as an entrepreneur, right? Uh, Jalen spoke on it a little bit earlier in the podcast. You went away for a while, and then you came back and better. I wanted to with speak to vengeance. With a vengeance, right? I want to speak to that process for you as an entrepreneur in your business, because I think too often as entrepreneurs, we're afraid to take that step back to take them steps forward, you know? Yes. Yes. That's a really good point. So I reached a point in my business. Well, one, my page 
was hacked. <laughs> okay. That was one. So for me, at first it was like, oh my gosh, you know, I did all this work and build up this community and now it's all gone. What am I going to do? And so at first I was in panic mode and, you know, I was like, you know, what are people going to think? And, you know, I was like, devastated. I was really, really upset. I didn't know how I was going to rebuild after that. And it bothered me for a really long time because I had built up this following and then it just went away. And then I also reached a point in my business and my career where it was like, okay, it's really time to move to the next level. And how do I position myself to reach those people that I want to help? And so I knew that required a different type of soft, right? A different type of positioning, a different type of presentation. And so I knew that, you know, you always got to invest in yourself. Like I can't even stress how important that is. If you want to excel, if you want to see results for yourself, if you want to help more people, you have to invest in yourself and you have to invest in your business. It never ends. I constantly have a coach in some area of my business I have like three co different coaches in different areas of my business because I believe in investing in myself and my continuing education so that I can be, you know, at the top of my game and the information I provide to my community. And then also be able to, you know, market better. Like what I'm not good at, I seek help in. So I always, always understand the importance of investing in myself because I want people to invest in me. So I've got to be that leader for my business. And so... That's what I truly believe. And so it was time. It was time to just level up and then position myself in a way that I knew I wanted to present the business and to attract a different type of clientele and a different type of community. And so that's when I invested into a brand specialist and completely rebranded everything. And it was a huge investment. And like at that time, it was like back-to-back -back investments in my business. And I was like, oh man, this is kind of hurting, you know, like, <laughs> am I really ready for all of this? But again, you can't be afraid to do those things because the return will come, mm -hmm. right? And like, I knew at the time it was something that was needed and I knew the return would come. Didn't know when, right? Didn't care if it was even, you know, a year or two after, I knew it would come and I knew it was time. And just found the right person. That was key. And they killed it. <laughs> and I was thoroughly pleased and happy with it. And the feedback that I got, like as soon as it was released, is exactly how I wanted to position my brand. The feedback literally mimicked everything that we discussed. Every comment, every person who reached out, definitely, you know, repeated how we wanted the, the brand to be presented. So it was a, you know, a big investment. It was a big decision, but it has paid off in so many ways. And so I really stress, you know, when you want to level up, you got to invest in yourself and mm. it goes a long way. It goes a long way because people's perception is what matters. You know, the first look at your brand and what you represent and the information you provide is what they're, you know, introduced to. And so as you continue on and educate them, then they get the back end. But that first interaction is, is what draws them to you. And it's either make or break. And so that rebrand 
you know, has been, you know, a pivotal point in my business. And I'm really glad that you, know, you, you touched on just the investing in yourself mm-hmm. because there was a quote, I forgot who told it to us recently, but there was just like, you know, if you can't invest $10,000, you'll never be able to make $100,000. If you can't invest $100,000, you'll never be able to go and make a million dollars. Even on a smaller scale, if you stress not over investing a hundred or two hundred dollars in into something, buying a course, into buying a course or teaching something that's going to educate you, how you expect to make fifty thousand, a hundred thousand, a million dollars? It don't you work. Gotta, that way. You got to invest that money. There's certain expenses, certain costs, even getting connected to the right people. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it costs. Absolutely, absolutely. That's why I invest in coaching because you can connect yourselves within that community and be around the right people. Like there could be somebody within that community that you can collaborate with and then build a relationship with and get clients from that. So, you know, just your mentorship programs is a good investment. And so, you know, I used to tell people, I was like, you know, I got to pause on my, on my investment, but I don't because I understand the return and I understand the, the benefit and it's completely changed my business. Like once I got my coach, I was like, oh, my eyes opened up to a different world. Like I was in her community, you know, getting all the free content and I would take action on it and I would see results. I was like, okay, if I could see results from free content that she taught me, what is it going to look like when I work with her full time? Or personalized. uh, That personalized type. She could come into my business, guide me, show me what to really focus on. Like what? So that's the value I saw. Like, if you can get results from any of my free content, can you imagine what you would benefit from from investing in the ebook or the course? Like, you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. you know, there's value in free, but it's not going to take you to the next level, right? I think that got to be the title right there. There's value in free, but it ain't going to take you to the next level. I mm. love it. And it made me think about one of my favorite quotes. If you ain't invested. If you ain't willing to invest in yourself, don't expect anybody else to invest. Absolutely like, not. Absolutely not. And that's how I think, you know, with my VIP programs, I'm like, okay, I deserve this amount because I invest, you know, high ticket. I When they send me the invoice, I pay it right away. So guess what happens? When my clients invest in me and I send the invoice, they pay right away. It's mm. a mirror. You know, how you conduct business is how people will conduct business with you. Mm. Ooh, bars. She did not come to play, y'all. She did not no, come to play. Yeah. This has been some powerful information. I always enjoy chopping it up and just kicking it with you, uh, Stephanie. And I want to say appreciate you again for coming through on our show. Really just talking about some of the consumer credit uh, things that we talked about, but also the business credit, ways that you can use it. And I definitely look forward to keep on, you know, building this working relationship. Yes, with sir. You. Yes, yes. You guys are always a vibe, always a good time. And us educating the community, it doesn't get better than that. So Stephanie, I want to pivot into the last segment of the show, something new that we're doing here on the BWR podcast. I want to ask you, what's a personal finance tip or principle that you would like to share with somebody who's just getting started in their journey? Just that something that helped you out, you know? Whether you're getting started or you're already, you know, on your credit journey, protect your credit, like protect it, you know? So a lot of people, you know, you feel bad, you want to help other people, 
you co-sign for a car, you co-sign for an apartment. But I've seen so many people that have things on their credit that they're trying to get off. And when I talk to them, it's because they help somebody. else. You know what I mean? And so I'm strict. Like I tell them, we fixing this credit and we protecting it. You know, <laughs> your homeboy cannot come ask for no co-sign. I'm sorry. You know, I, I, I firmly believe in protecting your credit. You know, if you... And then there's so many hackers out now. You want to freeze your credit because they get information so easy now. Like with the pandemic, yeah, it's been crazy. Okay, hackers are going crazy. With y'all seeing, you know, how many times they've had to pay ransom and mm. things like that. They're cracking codes so easily. Protect your credit. You got to put a security freeze on there until you need to apply for something. Do that. Do not co-sign for anything. Right. You got to protect it because. It is one of the most valuable tools in today's society. You can't do anything without it, right? You can't do anything without it. Or you're paying double digit interest rates like I was, right? Or, you know, your premiums are just crazy. And then you just kind of spiral downward from there because you can't keep it up, right? Mm -hmm. And so I really, really stress you guys to protect your credit as much as possible. No co-signing, you know, put a freeze on your credit if you need to until you need to apply for something. And treat it like you would your kid, your home, you know, things that you value, you know, put a value on it and make a goal and try to strive for the best. There's no reason why everyone should not have great credit because the knowledge is there, the information is there, but it's up to you to take action and implement what you learn, right? And so get a book, (laughs) purchase a course, hire a company, whatever it is, but you've got to have a plan and have a goal to improve your credit so that you can improve your overall quality of life, because that's what it is. People with great credit have great things. You know, they can travel for free, rack up points and pay bills with it. You know, there's so many benefits and it's just a better quality of life. Do you want that for yourself? I would think so. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, you know, protect it and treat it like something that is important just because you made mistakes in the past does not have to define your today and your future. You can change that path, but you got to take action. Like, you know, no more procrastination, no more being lazy, like take action and don't think that you have to live in that stage forever because you don't. So that would be my, my tea, my tip. <laughs> Protect your credit, it. make it a big goal and strive for the best because you can achieve it. Thank you for that. I love that. Man. Yeah. So, where can they follow you? Where can they keep up with you? What's the new page? What's the website and everything like that if they're trying to get, get in contact? Yes, yes, yes. So if you want to follow me, you can follow me on IG at I am Stephanie Lawrence. That's a new page. So I am Stephanie Lawrence. I have a private Facebook group that I run. It's called the Credit to Cash Movement for Entrepreneurs. So I teach about personal credit, business credit all day, every day. And then the website is stephanielawrence.com, stephanielawrence.com. And I still offer the free checklist at that phone number that I offered the last time, 240-334-7670. And yeah, you guys can tap in, get some free guides, some free masterclasses. The ebook is there. The Money Vault course is there. Link in the bio. BDWR is a coupon code to get $200 off if you're listening to the podcast. Yeah, you'll get a lot of great resources. So I believe in educating the community. So come on in and get some good knowledge. Yes, indeed. Now, once again, once again, gotta say thank you. 
give you the claps because I just appreciate you as always, Stephanie. Always coming through and giving the community the information that we need to really help us get to that next level as entrepreneurs. One of the things that you always did say was like, I think it's 40% of businesses go out of business because they don't have funding. So um, y'all take advantage of this information that we provide. And get that funding. Go get that funding. So once again, I want to say thank you, Stephanie. Before we get up out of here, everybody, we're going to a couple of house cleaning items per usual. As always, thank y'all for listening to the Black Girl Renaissance podcast week in and week out. Please make sure to leave that five-star rating and review. As I told y'all, it's free. Don't hurt y'all none, and it helps us a whole lot. Continue to get this message out there. Make sure you're sharing this with somebody who can benefit from this information. It's great to have information, but it's not great to hoard it. Make sure you're sharing and spreading it, just like we did on this episode. Other than that, make sure y'all join BWR Academy, number Mm -hmm. one community for personal finance on the planet. We're teaching people about their personal finances, helping them save as a group, really taking the, quote, wealth as a team sport and putting it into action through our Savers Challenge, on which we partner with Capital, a powerful financial app that allows us to save as a team and track our goals together. We're doing that as a savings challenge. Our mission for that is to help a thousand families save a million dollars collectively to improve their personal financial situations and ultimately invest as a group. So we're really trying to put group economics at work. You can join BWR Academy and become a part of that. You get your first seven days for free if you go to BWRAcademy.com. So just go to BWRAcademy.com. That's going to be in the show notes. And you can get that and come check us out. Weekly classes, weekly budgeting calls, weekly accountability calls, powerful community. Just join in, y'all. I'm telling yeah, you. Right, y'all will, as my boy Jeremiah in the Academy said, you're going to love it here. Real talk. <laughs> yeah. Real so, talk. yeah, y'all definitely come through, come join the family. That's what it is. It's a family whenever you come through. We hold each other accountable, but we are also very supportive in any situation that we're facing. So y'all definitely join and tap in. And Jared, my brother, we do have a new review. Ooh, we got a new review? How you read it? Talk to me. Talk to me nice. What we got? Hold on, hold on, hold on. I got it pulled up. Just give me one sec. Here we go. Our latest review. (laughs) Our latest review from Dash Robbery. A Real Renaissance is the name of it. He said, I love this podcast because you guys actually ask the questions that I think of while listening. Definitely beneficial. Your guests are actually go in depth about the process that they took, etc. You guys are definitely changing the game, BWR, and they appreciate everything that we're doing on the podcast, man. Hey, thank you. Shout out to y'all. Shout out to everybody giving reviews on the podcast. We love to see that. We love to see y'all responding back to us, talking to us. Talking to us. What's going on? BWR to the moon, baby. Yes, to the moon. Yeah, y'all make sure y'all leave those ratings and reviews as always. Y'all know we get y'all shout outs. Join BWR Academy again if you want to become a part of that personal financial community. But with that said, y'all, this has been yet another great episode of the Black Wolf Renaissance podcast. Make sure y'all take advantage of this information. And until... If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's.